know, I know, I know, it's been a while, but I have good reasoning now. I was switching around a lot of stuff in my house, I've kind of have this new setup going on, uh, I put all of my office and all of my recording stuff in a new area, so it was all about getting that stuff done, but, you know, I move out of one area, and now I have to go and redo the area I was moving out of, so three areas of my house have kind of had to have been remodeled in the last couple of weeks and things are just kind of winding down. I finally have my new setup all nice and glorious, exactly how I want it to be. And hopefully it's going to be adding a lot of new stuff for what I want to be pushing out. I kind of want to start streaming in a little bit. I got a nice green screen. I put that thing up, uh, set up a, a whole bunch of things. My dual monitor set up my recording station, I've been testing out the recording in this new area. It sounds really good to me. Hopefully it sounds good to anybody who listens. And I got to get back on the horse again. I was trying to get back on the horse and started doing things because, you know, life is life. You can't control that, I guess. Excuse me. So what I decided to do with um, this one is I was going to do one for kind of each of these. But now I've sort of decided that I'm kind of just going to roll it all up. We're going to do a, a whole Marvel kind of entry right now. Because there is a lot that has happened over the last couple of months. You know, and I feel like let's just wrap it all together. Because these are starting to not be separate anymore. You know, I'm going to talk about the Venom sequel that came out a little less than a year ago. I'm going to talk about Morbius, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange, that sequel, we're going to talk about Moon Knight, and we're going to talk about where we are in Phase 4, simply because I Phase 4 seems to be the longest phase so far, and we're only in the middle of it. Like, when you look at any of the lists of what they have planned, we're only up to the 5th out of the 11 movies they have planned. And Moon Knight's only the 6th out of 14 shows they have planned. You know, there's at least... Actually, almost every show after this, besides that they just released the trailer for She-Hulk, doesn't have release dates yet, as far as I can see. We just know names. We know names, and we know they're planned. And again, we're also talking about the first phase that's incorporating... TV shows, you know, Marvel is taking advantage of the Disney Plus subscription and pushing out these really good TV shows, and Moon Knight falls in line with everything else. It really evens out and adds up to what Hawkeye did, to what the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did, to what Loki did. WandaVision is still one of the best ones for me. I did appreciate Moon Knight because I appreciate incorporating all these new characters. I like that we're finally getting new content because we need new characters to build on what we have left. You know what I'm saying? So, Moon Knight as a whole was a great story in and of itself. I don't know a lot about that character, so I can't talk about its accuracy. But being able to use, um, uh, to also incorporate, what was her name? I read it once and I didn't read it again. Sacred Scarab or Golden Scarab, his the sidekick that comes in at the end of the show, the 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 love interest of one of the many personalities, and she gets also to become she gets to become an avatar, and then she also becomes a hero that fights alongside Moon Knight. I love the fact that we have two of them now. So not only do we have the Moon Knight character established, which it 
full-on established in the first episode. And I appreciated that. I appreciated that within the first two out of six episodes, Moon Knight was already kicking butt. And that's what you want. You want to see Moon Knight full-fledged do what he's do what he's got to do. And it's definitely one of the more, I guess, vicious of characters. You know, he's willing to kind of, like, kill and even be killed because he dies in the whole show like three times so it's a good character to see i think the story was paced very well i think all of the twists and turns it went through the backstory who the real personality was the ending which kind of was like oh is it the real personality but the overall question was what was what was this what what had this to do with the overall universe. Where where did this fall? Where did this connect? I've read that people have noticed that there are advertisements for the GRE, which was only involved in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is if it's involved in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's post-Infinity Infinity Saga. So if it's post-Infinity Saga, the, the story, what what's happening in the actual show itself, if it's post that and they don't bring up anything and nobody's noticing any of this... I mean, granted, maybe they just haven't mentioned that anybody's that nobody's noticed it, but it, it, a lot of that stuff is noticeable. And if you're talking about everybody's kind of there, there would be somebody questioning something, at least to me. At least, at least that's how I view it. But we're still at the very infancy of this new phase, and Moon Knight was good enough to establish the character, but it didn't just it just didn't give us what we want. To know about what that character is going to be doing moving forward. So there are still a lot of questions that I have. Even after watching Doctor Strange. You know. Doctor Strange was a fantastic film. But it was also a fantastic as almost a standalone. Like I don't know what that's meant to lead into when it comes to everything else. I know that there was. Okay. Just full fledged. I'm going to spoil a lot because Doctor Strange has been out long enough now. It's my own fault. I can't just talk about feelings. I have to actually talk about what actually happened in the stories. So, fair warning for Doctor Strange. Now, I know that one of the many post credit scenes that they did, because they did at least two of them, that I can remember off the top of my head, because I saw it opening weekend, which was a couple of weeks ago, one of the opening credit scenes, you, you got to meet um, the actress uh, Charlize Theron, who came in as another character, who I don't know who that is. I'm not big into the Doctor Strange lore either. And then you do some reading, you do some research. That's a character called Glia, who apparently becomes the new love interest of Doctor Strange. And this is meant to be something leading into the Secret Wars. And so far, what we have coming down the pipeline is Secret Invasion and Armor Wars. I don't know if they're going to play too much of a role in each other. I don't know exactly what that was to signify. And again, you're talking about somebody who doesn't know a lot about the overarching of what it is they might be planning. If they're, if the meaning is to even tell us what they might be planning, it might be to leave us in limbo the way they did. I loved the character of America Chavez. I love what that character brought to the table. What I didn't like was how she's this all universe traveling being and then by the end of the film she's now a student under 
you know, doing, trying to do what, uh, be a sorcerer like Doctor Strange and Wong and training under the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, th th this girl travels universes with, like, the, the snap of her fingers. What do you think you're going to teach her? Yeah, teach her how to hone her actual powers. She doesn't need to know sorcery. So I don't get why that was there. But despite all of its little intrinsic things, there was plenty of cameos that I felt very upset by because the theater I was in did not appreciate any of it. The whole reveal of the Illuminati with Agent Carter and Black Bolt. I felt like the only person in the theater who knew who Black Bolt was. I don't know much about Moon Knight. I don't know much about Doctor Strange. I don't know much about Black Bolt. But I know who fucking Black Bolt is. He's such a crazy character. And to finally get him incorporated in some way, shape, or form is nuts. Even if it was only for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. However long he was in the film for the, the time frame they were in that universe for. Not even just that, you also had fucking Reed Richards. They finally put somebody in the Fantastic Four in that film. I'm the only one cheering in the movie theater. Do you understand how upsetting that is? I guess maybe, like, if you're not that big of a fan and you don't know what's happening, I guess you wouldn't know if you're not as passionate about the idea that Marvel finally has the Fantastic Four and this is the first iteration we've seen you know, we're 26 movies, six TV shows down the pipeline, and we're just getting the Fantastic Four. A lot of us who are huge diehard fans loved it, but apparently none of them were in the movie theater with me when this happened. The movie theater was so silent, it was upsetting. Then, five minutes later, here you have Professor Charles Xavier rolling in on the yellow, oh my god, the, he was in the yellow fucking wheelchair, and nobody said a word. I felt like such a weirdo being the only one cheering. How am I the only one cheering for such major moments? I just, it, it felt upsetting to me in that manner. Was, was it also kind of like, oh, they didn't do much with them? That's fine. They don't have to do much with them. That's why they're cameos. Maybe this is leading into something big in the future. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is the most we're going to get. I would love to see uh, John Krasinski come back as Reed Richards. I know that's like a, a fantasy casting along with all the other ones that they've kind of put out there. But... I think he did very well. Maybe the storyline they gave him wasn't good because he dies within like five minutes of meeting him. But I thought they did really well with just giving you that shock value. To me, that's worth it. But it wasn't apparently worth it to all the people in the theater. I was just so upset by that. Especially when you see them all like together and having these conversations. And then you see Professor X do what he does. Go into somebody's mind and... Do do the best X-Men that y you know Charles Xavier to do. So, having a completely silent movie theater kind of ruined that moment for me. But still, as a fan, I did love seeing it. And now, despite, despite cameos, despite, you know, whether or not these were just there for shock value, or we're not going to get anything else moving forward, the real shocker, which to me was way bigger than anything else, was the fact that 
Scarlet Witch is the villain of the story. Like, I thought after WandaVision, we were just supposed to see her kind of grow into the character. And granted, I know Scarlet Witch is kind of supposed to be a villain. In in the long run, she is a villain. But making her the main bad guy of this entire film was not was what I was expecting. It is not portrayed like that in any trailer you see. Any trailer you watch, you do not expect that Wanda is the bad guy of the story. Like, like when she gives out the first threat, it was just so, like, heartbreaking because you don't want Wanda to be the bad guy. Now, granted, they made it seem like, oh, it's this book of spells that's really controlling her and it's manipulating how she feels and stuff like that. Her being the bad guy lent to the story very well, and it was a very good story to tell, and it had a lot of great moments. But now going back to what I originally said, in the overarching perspective of what we're trying to get out of Phase 4, I don't know where this sits right now. See, Spider-Man to me sat in a certain area, and Doctor Strange just isn't fitting in there like Spider-Man did. And I was just expecting a little bit more if we're talking about the incorporation of the multiverse, and the multiverse being a driving force in what's supposed to tell the rest of these stories and again maybe we're just foundation building maybe we're just introducing people and you're not supposed to see that stuff but that's really hard to do when with this late in the game like we're already through the first three phases that gave us everything we needed and those started off on a great foot when you think about what phase one was and what it led into for phase two but this phase four is bigger than phase one and two put together. I think it's even bigger than all three of them. If you really consider that all of these TV shows, if you put them together, they're just extremely long movies. Most of them are 40 minutes, 45 minutes long. Almost none of them are an hour or over an hour long. So if you put them together, yeah, what is it? A three hour movie, a three and a half hour movie. Most people sit through the extended version of Lord of the Rings and it's not even that long. Like it's not that crazy to think that when you have all of these stories eventually we have to see where they fit are they going to be just overarching in the grand scheme of introducing new characters and is that all we're getting out of phase four because truthfully i'm i want a lot more than just character producing and just making these new things i want them to be incorporated yes i want to see these new characters i want to see the development of new characters falcon turning into the new captain america fucking great wanda becoming the scarlet witch amazing all of it was great hawkeye passing the torch to kate bishop all of it was great it's all been great up to now but we're halfway through and i still don't know what what exactly the plan sort of is we, we still don't know what role Eternals is playing in anything. Shang-Chi hasn't popped up in a damn thing. The only thing we see is the new Black Widow character, who is um, uh, the sister, coming in in Hawkeye, and that's about it. Moon Knight has no cameos whatsoever. And Doctor Strange is, you know, it's good, but it's also good as a standalone. You don't even need... It could have been the sequel before any, everything else... Because even the whole the thing the whole thing of poking fun at Doctor Strange for like, are you certain that was the only decision you could make? Like that last seconds and nobody talks about it again. It only it's only brought up in a two hour and fifteen minute movie, it's brought up maybe three times, and it only lasts about thirty seconds. So I don't know where it is we're going. But we are going into an area where they're incorporating 
all of these other things. You know, you have Venom, who at the end of the Venom, um, the second Venom uh, movie, um, uh, Let There Be Carnage, and I know that got a lot of heat, but Venom ended on a path that was meaning to be incorporated into the Spider-Man movie. Venom was supposed to be there. He's only in the end credits for not even a minute, and then he just bounces back into his fucking universe. That makes no sense. So... If you're incorporating him, why aren't we using him? Why aren't we finally connecting the idea that, yes, yeah, Sony may have the rights to the majority of the Spider-Man universe, but why not give him more? Why not actually put him in there? Make Tom Hardy a part of the MCU. Make that Venom a part of the MCU, not just Cameo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that that's almost worthless. Like, why do that? And I know that Let There Be Carnage did get a lot of heat. I actually didn't mind it. I appreciated it for what it gave us and it just gave us a very i'm not so certain true but a very good adaptation of carnage in a live action setting i would have also loved to have seen spider-man fight carnage that 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 would have been nice but i didn't and maybe i will in the future but i don't know they're saying that it exists in some way, just like they've said that the previous Spider-Man movies have also existed, just like they're saying that, technically speaking, the Morbius movie existed. Now, I just got to see the Morbius movie last night. I, I honestly understand all of the critical responses. It's not good. It's not great. It is enjoyable if you view it from the perspective that you just don't take it seriously i guess like like for me it's just good to see morbius be an actual vampire because the only other adaptation i know of morbius is in the old spider-man cartoon from the 90s and i remember reading an article or seeing a video a couple of years ago about how they had to dumb down that character so much because yes he's an actual vampire but because that's a children's show, he couldn't be a vampire, they couldn't see blood, and they couldn't show him biting and sucking on people's necks. So instead, he became a creature who sucked plasma out of their bodies through his hands. So yeah, when you think about what else Morbius has gotten, this was definitely a lot better as far as an actual portrayal of him as a character. I was also hoping for maybe something to get incorporated for him for Blade. Because I know we're also expecting Blade to come into play. And Blade and Mor Morbius have a big feud at one point. And I think that would have been great to kind of see that as a cameo. But no, you want to know what the cameo was? The cameo, the cameo was that for some reason during all of the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, Adrian Toome got kicked out of the universe and sent to Morbius's universe. And then he just becomes the Vulture all over again. But I don't know how he becomes the Vulture all over again, because if I remember correctly, from Spy from the Spider-Man Homecoming, he's his suit is made out of the material from the alien technology during the fight of New York in the first Avengers. This new universe where Morbius and Venom exist, because they tell that they they play out say in the film that Morbius and Venom take place in the exact same universe. So now Adrian Toomes is in there and he's able to make his wings again and get his entire setup going again. 
because he pops up into this universe and apparently he has no other half. So they're like, this guy just showed up in jail. Let's release him. We don't know what he did wrong. And so he goes back to being a villain. And then there's a there's a, an end credit scene where he meets up with Morbius and he's like, we should team up. So to me, that's teasing a Sinister Six thing. But that universe doesn't have a Spider-Man. And if it's supposed to be Sinister Six versus Venom... That's that's a no-brainer. Venom kind of wins because what are you two gonna do against Ve- against Venom? Like all of Venom's like villains have been other symbiotes. You don't have that kind of power. I don't care who the Vulture thinks he is. I don't care who Morbius thinks he is. So I don't know what that was supposed to lead into at all. But they're saying again that it's all connected. In some way, shape, or form, they're all connected. And that's what the multiverse is supposed to be. It's supposed to be all of these things being connected. And what are their, what are their roles supposed to be? What, what is now... Are they saying that now, at some point in time, there might be a Spider-Man crossover into that universe or that Morbius may cross over into the MCU in some way, shape, or form? What are they saying exactly? What is that meant to signify? Is that Sony going out and doing its own thing again? Are they going to try to bring back maybe Andrew Garfield? I would love to see Andrew Garfield pick up Spider-Man again. I personally loved the Amazing Spider-Man movie. I know the second one got a lot of heat, but I also know that Andrew Garfield was on record saying he didn't like the route they were going either with it. But Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man, to me at least. I'm I'm an advocate for the Amazing Spider-Man. So if that's what they're thinking about doing... I'm okay with that. I haven't heard anything or read anything about it. But now I'm just left with this snidbit of the end of Morbius that basically just says, okay, so Adrian Toome is able to stay in the Morbius universe. But Venom couldn't stay in the Spider-Man universe? He got kicked out right after? Or is Venom going to another universe? I I don't know what the plan is. They're kind of just throwing shit around right now. And I'm still waiting for the point where it makes sense. Like, I understand... Let's talk about the She-Hulk trailer. The She-Hulk trailer just dropped. I don't get the story for that, just by the trailer. Maybe I'm not supposed to. It's supposed to be like this, oh yeah, I'm gonna be the new Hulk, or I'm understanding that I am a superhero, or I have these powers. That's what it kind of seems like. I know a lot of people are dogging the graphics. I'm not gonna talk about that. What I am gonna talk about is the fact that in those trailers, Bruce Banner is you know hulk banner you know he's scientist smart banner the 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 guy right in the middle where we ended off with avengers endgame but the last time we saw bruce was in the shang chi film and it's bruce banner it's mark ruffalo as mark ruffalo he doesn't he's not all greened out he's just a scientist so then is she hulk more after like, is there a certain timeline where Shang-Chi happens further after Endgame than She-Hulk is? Is She-Hulk post-Endgame? Uh, not post, pre-Endgame? Where does She-Hulk fall into play? Because the whole thing about having scientist Hulk teaching her how to be, you know, a superhero or train her powers, what does that mean? What is What are, what are you supposed to get with that? What is going to be the main focus of the story? Is it training her to be the Hulk replacement? Okay, where does it fall in line? Like, I'm just very confused right now. And maybe I'm the only one. Maybe everybody else gets it. Maybe people have more more in- enthusiasm towards it moving forward. I- I'm looking forward to the fourth Thor film. That's the next one in line. 
And then you have um, the She-Hulk show, which finally got a release date. So those are the next two things that I guess we have to look forward to. I haven't seen much about the Black Panther movie that's supposed to be coming out later this year as well. And I don't know what else to expect this year. You know, this phase is meant to last two years. It's supposed to end in 2013, but almost nothing else has a release date besides those three things. And I don't know what to expect from them. I'm not sure what we're going to be getting out of this. I'm not sure where it's supposed to lead into. And now that if we're saying that everything exists together, why aren't we playing with that more? Why aren't we using that more to our advantage? Why aren't we doing more storytelling with that capability? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just... I, I, I wish I had a better, I guess, understanding of what could possibly... What this could possibly be moving into. And, and right now, I'm at a loss. Doctor Strange totally obliterated the idea of there being more WandaVision or even more Scarlet Witch. I mean, maybe they didn't, but as far as the movie's concerned, they did. As far as I know, there is no more Scarlet Witch. So you got that, bam, right out the window. Maybe they're leaning into the Secret Wars from what I've been reading, but that's also just, you know, what people are saying. Maybe it's speculation, maybe it's not. Maybe that's just to show, oh, hi, Glee is here. You know, now we have a love interest for Doctor Strange, and now we have not two, but three High Supreme sorceresses being able to help in whatever the next battle is. Maybe we'll see Dormammu again. I don't know. He technically didn't defeat Dormammu. He just irritated him to the point where he left. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how that movie ended. Dormammu's one of the few villains that's still alive in this universe that has anything to do with anything, you know? I just... I hope that maybe Thor gives us a little bit more. Maybe we'll get a little bit more out of that. and Or at least another piece of the puzzle. You know? It's just... I thought at, by this point, by the middle of this phase, legitimately the middle of this phase, I thought we'd have more. And the fact that we don't, and I still have questions that I don't necessarily have answers to, or I can't answer, or nobody else seems to be able to really come to an answer or a conclusion... They're just throwing out other theories and whatnot. You know, I have my theories. Everybody has their theories. We're not going to know until it happens, but I just wish I had more to go off of that made me more confident about what we're getting moving forward. And I know that we should look at it as, yes, they're restarting almost, sort of. But Endgame was such a big deal. To restart after such major storylines are already done... And to continue this thing of building and introducing characters, I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm starting to get over it. Maybe I'm starting to look at these like, okay, when's it going to hit? When's the next thing? Maybe that's my fault, but then again, maybe it's Marvel's fault. Okay, so I had done this recording uh, about, I don't know, a couple of hours ago. And I had stepped away, I was getting a drink, I had something to eat, I was going to come back listen through it, make sure it was all good, do what I normally do. And of course, about an hour ago, (laughs) Disney Plus just released the trailer for the Miss Marvel show. Now, as far as I know, that's, this is the first trailer I've seen. It's showing, um, kind of that they're going to start introducing, uh, Kamala Khan as the Miss Marvel character, picking up, uh, her powers and becoming a member of the universe as well. So I figured I'm doing this whole Marvel catch-up episode. I gotta start. I gotta also mention this because when I first recorded it, I, d- I didn't think that they had anything out for this yet. 
So this was the first trailer I saw. It was released about an hour ago on YouTube. Uh, and it also had gave a release date. It's coming out in June. Um, and then She-Hulk she is coming out in August, like I said earlier. And again, this just looks like they're just introducing the character. It looks pretty good. You know, I've heard good things about the character. The only me known media besides, you know, its comic origins that I know of is that Miss um, Marvel plays a big role in the recent Avengers video game. I didn't get to play that. Uh, I'm going to say yet because I might pick it up eventually. But I do know it's not very well received by a lot of players. Uh, but this character looks very interesting. And again, it's just adding to the idea of all of these new characters we're just incorporating new people into into the larger mcu you know into this live action realm and i don't know if miss marvel is meant to be a sort of replacement i think she's just meant to be added in but i do know that that's she's one of the reasons why the next uh captain marvel movie is called i think it's the marvels uh i believe so which is supposed to come out next year and the reason they did that was because they felt that uh, Brie Larson's character apparently can't hold the fort down on her own. So it's going to be Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and then um, uh, Monica Rambeau as well. So it's going to be that that trifecta of those three heroes and who Monica Rambeau is going to turn into. Um, because we saw that she got superpowers as well uh in wandavision so that's the story that they're meant to follow so this is introducing miss marvel we've already been introduced to monica rambeau and of course we already know who captain marvel is so this show is meant to kind of show us miss marvel her origins get her involved and what i like it's that it's sort of a power is given to her you know it's not like she's born with it or there's some accident you know she kind of gets her powers the same way shang chi seems to be and that's the kind of connection i'm sort of seeing if we're saying that, you know, we're trying to isolate people's superpowers of where they come from, it looks like hers come from the bracelet that it seemed to show in the trailer. Again, I don't know much about this character, and it's nice that something else is coming out sooner, and I think that's on purpose, almost. I feel like if they're trying to do this thing where they don't leave people with too much time in between... We just had Moon Knight in March, and then April saw Doctor Strange, you know, April, May-ish. June, we're going to see Miss Marvel. August, we're going to see She-Hulk. I don't think the next movie, uh, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, Thor, Love, and Thunder is July. So there you go. We got They have something for literally every month for the next at least four months. Up until at least... I don't know if what, what could be coming out in September. Um, I do know November... Uh, it's supposed to be the Black Panther sequel. We haven't seen any trailers for that, but that that's sometime in November is when that's supposed to release. So the the year is looking pretty promising with at least every month giving us some new piece of uh, uh, Marvel world. I just, again, I, I don't know what this character might bring to it, you know? And if they're spreading it out and this is just another way for them to continue to spread it out, then... Hopefully this gives us more answers than it does questions, like I said before. You know, it's it's nice to see that this has a release date and it's coming out sooner than later and we don't have to wait till July for um, for Thor, you know, and then wait again until August for She-Hulk. Literally, within a couple of weeks of themselves, we have new things coming out. Uh, Miss Marvel's at least six episodes. That'll probably lead into well into July when Thor's meant to release. 
So hopefully these things connect. Hopefully their timelines connect and they make sense in some way. Uh, I know for a fact that Miss Marvel takes place at least post Infinity War. I'm gonna say, even though the character is, you know, if you think of terms of what the MCU's uh, chronology chronology is, is it's at least forty years she's been around for. If you think Captain Marvel took place in the '90s. And technically, the the Marvel Universe is five years ahead of wherever Infinity War ended. So they're in like 2023, 2024-ish, I believe. Maybe even 2025-ish, depending on what year they decided to make it and make it seem. So, Miss Mar- so Captain Marvel has been around at least 30 years, 35 years at least. So, maybe it's pre, maybe it's post, I'm not fully sure. So, the show should hopefully explain that more in depth. And then, again, hopefully give us more clues on what to expect moving forward. 